we're uh, in our series at the moment looking at the gospel the many faces of the gospel the gospel means good news because that's what it is it's good news and to me the gospel is like a diamond with different facets different faces and as you turn a diamond the light catches it at different places and the light shines off and what we're doing as we go through this six-week series is we're turning this gospel diamond and examining the different facets because there's so much in the wonderful news that Jesus brings to us. Last week, David spoke about one of those facets of the gospel being born again. Still to come, we've got, we're looking at being ransomed, being redeemed, reconciled and assured. But today we're looking at being justified. Now, justification is something that is spoken about a lot in the New Testament, particularly in Romans and in Galatians, two books written by Paul. Uh, really powerful uh, truth. And so we're going to spend a few moments right now just dwelling on what it means to be justified. And we're going to pick up a few verses from the book of Romans in chapter 3, verses 21 to 26. They say this. But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. So over these next few minutes, we're going to consider what does it mean to be justified? How do we become justified? And what is the result of us being justified? Well, the idea of being justified, it's, it's legal jargon, it's courtroom vocabulary, and it means to acquit or to declare someone as being righteous. Very much the idea that we saw in the video from Adrian Holloway. Even though that you and I have done wrong, God declares us to be righteous. Justified means just as if I'd never sinned. Justified is about us having our sins forgiven. Our past, present and future sins, they are all dealt with. John Piper puts it like this. The blessing of justification is that iniquities are forgiven and sins are covered and the Lord will not reckon sin against us. As it goes on in Romans 4 verse 8 to say. It is stated in a very absolute and unqualified way 
It isn't some sins or certain kinds of sins or past sins only, but sins and sin absolutely that Christ put away for all his people. So a big part of being justified is about our sins being dealt with, removed as far as the east is from the west, as it talks about elsewhere in the Bible. But it goes even further than that. It isn't just about our sins being dealt with and forgiven, which would be enormous in itself. But it's about declaring us to be righteous. You and I, even though when we look at ourselves, recognise there's muck and there's filth and there's things that we've done and continue to do that are wrong. We are declared righteous and holy. God could have just left it where he forgave us as sins, but it's gone further and he's counted us as being righteous. Justified is about our sins being forgiven, but also about us reckoned, counted as righteous. So how do we become justified? We have no grounds in ourselves to declare ourselves justified. We have all sinned. We have all done wrong. And the Bible's very clear. We are all then facing death. We are doomed. There is no way out in terms of what we can do. We can't earn it. We can't deal with it. We can't put a plea before the most holy judge, God. To convince him, otherwise he sees us for exactly who we are. And he sees our faults and he sees our wrongs. We can't earn it by trying to keep the law. It just doesn't work. As we heard at the beginning of that passage in Romans 3. Thankfully, God steps in. Verse 21 and 22. But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. That's how we become justified. It's through faith in Jesus, in what he has done. There is a righteousness of God that you and I can have through faith in Jesus Christ. God's righteousness can be counted as ours through faith. That is the way in. As Paul goes on in Romans to say in chapter 4, verses 24 and 25, God will credit righteousness for us who believe in him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Why? Because he, Jesus, was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. There's a magnificent exchange that God offers to us. Christ bears a sin that was alien to him and suffers for it. And we bear a righteousness that was alien to us and we can live by it. Just like in that courtroom illustration, the stranger that turns out to be the judge's son bursts in and takes the place of the condemned prisoner. Jesus bursts into the scene. And he took our place. He became sin for us so that we could be set free. We could receive that justification. The penalty was paid. God is pure and holy and righteous. 
And he couldn't just let us off the hook. He couldn't just say, well, it doesn't matter because it does matter. But he dealt with it. If, it, if he just brushed it aside, he would cease to be a just judge. But it was dealt with, as we saw in Romans 3, verse 26. He dealt with it. John Piper uh, also says this, that when Jesus died, two things happened, not just one. It, the death of Christ, was to prove that God himself is righteous and that he justifies him who has faith in Jesus. God is shown to be just and believers are justified. When Jesus dies to demonstrate the righteousness of God, he makes that righteousness available as a gift for sinners, for you and me. Had Christ not died to demonstrate that God is righteous in passing over sins, the only way the righteousness of God would have shown itself is by condemning us. But Christ did die. And so the righteousness of God is not now a condemnation, but a gift of life to all who believe. The forgiveness of sins and the righteousness of God are free gifts. That means they cost us nothing because they cost Christ everything. They cannot be earned with works or inherited through parents or absorbed through sacraments. They are free to be received by faith. So justification means a forgiveness of sins and a declaration that we are righteous. It comes through faith in Jesus because of what he has done. And what's the result of being justified? What can we experience because we are justified, those of us who believe? Well, let me pull out some of the things that Paul in Romans goes on to say. He talks about some of this outworking. Romans 5, 1 to 2 says this, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. That's one of the outworkings of being justified. We can have peace with the most holy judge. We can come before him in peace. A relationship that was broken and could never go very far because of the baggage we have, because of the sin we have, can be restored. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. We have access. We can come before him as we were singing in our worship time earlier. Verse nine of chapter five in Romans says, since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? We are saved from the wrath, the holy, righteous anger of God towards sin. We are saved from that because we are declared righteous. We are justified. And later on in chapter eight of Romans, verse 33, Paul asked the question, who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. What he's saying here is if God has justified, you and me through the death of Jesus Christ, his son. No one, not in heaven or on earth or under the earth, no one can make any charge stick against us because God declares us to be justified. And in Titus, another book in the New Testament, 
we hear this about the outpouring, the outworking of justification. Chapter three, verses three to seven say this. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God, our saviour, appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our saviour, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. If we believe in Jesus, if we accept by faith what he has done, we are justified and we become heirs, sons and daughters to inherit incredible kingdom goods and provision and wonders. And we have hope of eternal life. So what is it that comes as a result of being justified? Well, we have access. We have peace with God. We have an inheritance as heirs, sons and daughters. We have eternal life. We can be free from condemnation. So if you are a Christian, know afresh that you are justified. It is just as if you had never sinned. God declares us to be righteous. That is your status if you like if you want to put a, a social media status you are righteous that's what god declares over you there is no higher declaration that can be made you are righteous not because of what you've done but because of what jesus has done jesus took our place if you're watching this today and you wouldn't say that you're a christian the forgiveness of sins and the righteousness of god are free gifts and they can be received by faith you can come before god right now and you can say god i accept what you've been saying i hear it forgive me of my sins i choose to accept you as my lord and savior i want to follow you for the rest of my life i want to know what it is to be live at peace with you to have an eternal inheritance come into my life right now you can pray that prayer. And if you do, if that's something you, you have just done or something you want to find out more about, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us. There'll be details at the end of this YouTube video where you can contact us. And we'd love to just talk to you more about that or pray with you about it. The wonderful aspect of this good news, the gospel. There's a song that we used to sing years ago. I won't sing it to you now. But you can always look it up on YouTube. You can search for it. It's called Most Holy Judge. And it's a song that really sums up what we've been saying to you. I'm just going to read the lyrics as a way of finishing. And then we're going to worship together. Most Holy Judge, I stood before you guilty when you sent Jesus to the cross for my sin. There your love was revealed, your justice vindicated. One sacrifice has paid the cost for all who trust in Jesus. Now I'm justified. You declare me righteous, justified by the blood of the Lamb, justified freely by your mercy. 
By faith I stand and I'm just. Let's worship together the one who justifies us.